Hello, and thank you for downloading, clicking on the link to listen to Team Franco Bodybuilding Podcast, and I believe this is number 26. Obviously, I did one a week or eight days ago, and I wanted to continue to get these out weekly. I'll be honest, the one issue that I have now is simply having a quiet household, uh, just because I don't have a studio or anything. I'm just downstairs in my desk or little office, but it's wide open. So little noises do get in the way. So either I have to do these late at night or first thing in the morning. And that's what I'm doing at this moment. So there's one topic that I discovered as a coach uh, a number of years ago. And it was just simply for the fact of working with hundreds of competitors and I did see another coach touch upon it in an interview and it struck a note with me like wow yeah I'm not the only one who notices this and it's a phenomenon that really cannot be described or it's nothing to the fault of the competitor but what I have seen and sometimes you have to explain to first-time competitors is that no matter what you do right or how great your prep is just sometimes you cannot get as lean as that you have in your head you know that goal that visual that you may have so i'm it's anecdotal it's through experience uh what i've seen and it's not a terrible thing it just happens now let's just take an imaginary competitor um and we'll take a female and we'll name her Lisa just because it's easier. And say Lisa reaches out to me now and she wants to compete in the summer. So, all right, she's got a good half a year to or more to compete. And let's just say Lisa doesn't have any metabolic issues. She is 5'5 and 140 pounds. Um... And she does not undereat because if you undereat and come to me, we typically need to fix that up a little bit, and that could take a number of months. So let's just say that Lisa is 5'5, 140 pounds, you know, mid 30s, good metabolic shape, and she consumes about 2,500 calories on her own for maintenance, and everything is good and dandy. But she's never competed before, and she's never really got much leaner to compete and figure so as time goes on with working with lisa i do learn what her metabolism is i don't try to push it too hard and we slowly reduce calories um, because we don't want to kill her just yet nor ruin her performance in the gym because as you know for first-time competitors and all competitors as a natural competition or competitor you you want to maintain as much muscle as possible so we go along, we slowly reduce calories, everything's going great, and we get her down to 128 pounds about a month out from a show. Now the goal for a first-time competitor, in my opinion, is to look your best, is to look like you belong on stage, and let the chips fall where they may. I don't care about placement. So she got down to 128 pounds. So she lost 12 pounds in, say, 
that six plus months, which is a nice clip, which is a nice pace. But you realize after she competes on show day, she may not be as lean as you hoped. And then the worst case scenario is they get feedback from the judges and they tell you, well, you got to be leaner. Well, I, I might have talked about this in one of my podcasts before, but I don't care for getting judges feedback because they don't know where you started. They don't know where you began. They don't know your backstory. They just go for what they're supposed to see. So if you don't fit the narrative, then they're going to give you all the feedback. But as a coach and a client, we both know that, you know, you need to get a little bit tighter to improve your physique for the stage. That's all good and dandy, you know, because we reached your goal. Your body went as far as it would allow it at that particular time. And that's the point of this podcast. I don't know why. There might, maybe someone does, but for some reason, your body will only allow you to go to a certain point before it really shuts down. Now, you can coast with it and accept it, or you can take the one avenue and really grind it out, but there is a threshold that I think your body will be like, F you, I'm not losing any more weight. And if you go so far by reducing the calories more or taking in more uh, more cardio, you're really going to start ruining your physique that you built up. Because remember, Lisa is a beginner. You know, she only had a couple years of weight training. So that muscle that she has is precious and you don't want to ruin it by just, you know, doing hours of cardio and destroying her physique and her shape. Because in my opinion, when you work for, with a first-time competitor with the additional goals of you know, looking your best, which we hit with Lisa, she dropped 12 pounds, looking stage ready, your posing is ready, presentation's ready, confidence is ready, everything's on point, that you don't want to ruin the experience to compete again. That I've seen dozens of times where competitors may look fantastic, they screw up their hormones from working with a lousy coach months go by i get an inquiry they tell me their story and it's a sin because they're like listen i just want to look good again i gained all this weight back because i bounced back i you know won my pro card but i'd never want to compete again that's because they had a terrible experience so my philosophy is to give that opportunity or allow that competitor to realize yes I did what I set out to do. It's an evolution. I'm going to try it again to compete in a year or two years because I enjoyed it and I know I can continue to grind and evolve. That's the main word, evolve. So let's go back to Lisa. She did well on her show. She looked great, but she knows she can get leaner. As long as she doesn't bounce back with a terrible weight gain or, you know, really too fast, she'll be in a good spot to compete in, say, another year. So she does gain weight gradually back to her maintenance of 140 pounds. That's fine because her body did get a taste of being leaner at 128. For some reason, your body and your metabolism remembers that. Again, I can't answer why, but I've seen it. I've had two clients, I remember a few years back, almost identical to 
you know, my pretend client, Lisa, where they were competing, set the goal out, gave, gave themselves, I remember they hired me in the fall to compete in the spring, perfect timing, I learned what their body can handle, we, you know, then pushed it without killing them, and they did really well, and then they did what I asked them to do, they didn't gain a whole lot of weight back, and then in a year, I allowed them to compete again, we're not bad allow them, but I thought their body can handle it, because if you compete too often, that's a whole other podcast, that they didn't gain that excessive amount of weight, but it was so much easier to get back down to their previous contest weight, and we still had time to go to go that next extra level. So I don't know what you know. So for example, for Lisa, she got back down to 128 with two months left, and we were able to squeeze out another three four pounds. But don't forget that body composition, heavy weight training was going on, so that has changed. So if you go from 128 to say 125 and have gained muscle, that is going to be a tremendous difference in your physique. Even like a seasoned pro, if they get one pound leaner from you know one contest to another, that's going to translate into a big improvement package on stage. So what's my point with all this? If you're a first-time competitor, you got to understand that your body will only let you go so far, even if you do everything right. And maybe that's why I think more time is better. You know, again, I've been getting a lot of inquiries of competitors saying, I want to compete in three months. You know, I've, and I'm like, well, how long have you been weight training? Oh, a year. That's not enough. If you've been weight training a few years, you know, give yourself even more time to compete and to diet down slowly so you can break those plateaus of possibly that you're going to hit and it's inevitable but also remember and the main focus of this podcast is that it's an evolution your body will reach a certain point and then the next time you compete if you control all the variables and don't get a shit ton of weight back and you give yourself plenty of time for the next show I can guarantee you're going to look better. You're going to look leaner. Look forward to the future because it's a constant evolution of getting better. It's a fact. I've seen it. I've been training these clients for a long time. And those who stick with me year after year, I've seen it. Um, It's interesting because every once in a while I'll get a client who's an outlier and they'll kill it and they'll lose weight and they'll win their pro car in their first show and they have good genetics they have great work ethic um, they dedicate themselves a little bit more and it just happens but I've seen the majority of my clients that win their pro cards have been with me for two or three years and that is because one they give them it's just more time in general Two, I learned what their body can handle. And three, that they broke that plat- previous plateau of being a certain body fat. And this time around, they were able to go forward and improve that much more. I would say 80% of my clients who won their pro cards that stick with me will win their pro card if they stick with me in a couple of years, no matter what division. Um, you know, not to sound cocky, it's it's a known fact. You know, it's something that I picked up on a couple of years ago. I'm like, oh my god, it was like you know, one 
summer when people were winning the pro cards and one thing they had in common is that I was with them for almost three years time it's just more time in the gym more time being in, in the game and allowing the body and mind to evolve to take it to the next step that is something that I picked up on it's not to discourage I'm not bringing this up to discourage people like oh you're not gonna do this it's to encourage you to keep on going you know if you're working with a coach now and they're trying to and if you're a beginner and they're trying to kill you for the first show be aware you know question them because you may win your pro card or do really well that first show but at what risk are you willing to take you know for that reward and you know if it's a one and done thing so be it but are you wanting to compete again so that's why it's a little give and take that you got to understand and respect the body and the physiology of the body that it just won't allow you because it's protecting itself. I think that's what it comes down to, the fight or flight, that you get to a certain point and it's giving you the middle finger like, I haven't been this lean since high school or this light. I don't like it, you know, so I'm stopping and slowing down. And it's okay to listen to your body if you are looking your best and if you are looking stage presentable to accept it, get the experience of competing, and then reevaluate and then set the goal again to compete in a year to two years. So you're going to break that look. And again, why you can break that look and why Lisa can get down to 125 or 128, it's just what she was used to and her body remembers it. So that is something that you need to keep in mind if you're in that category. Now again, that she was the perfect candidate because she wasn't or didn't have any metabolic issues or under eating or overdoing exercise beforehand. So it was an easy fix. It was an easy de linear decline in calories that got her into the position. Sometimes people will use the reason to compete to, you know, because they want to fix the previous damage. And again, that could be a whole nother topic uh, and should be completely avoided. So hopefully this little podcast was helpful and gives you the hope and the encouragement to keep on going and to allow your body to take it where it can in the initial time frame. And then you reevaluate and continue to move on. Again, if you have any questions or concerns um, about anything, about contest prep, diet, fitness, weight loss, exercise, you can reach out to me at fitfranco at verizon.net. My website, teamfrancobodybuilding.com. I work with a range of competitors and non-competitors. I have posing classes for those that are interested, and obviously I do promote bodybuilding shows and hoping they do go off without a hitch. I did, uh, on a personal note, receive some cool news about a couple of weeks ago. As many of you know or don't know, I've been promoting through the OCB since 2006. I think I'm the second longest running promoter, and I received a pretty cool award and I was inducted into the OCB Hall of Fame. I think I'm the fourth one uh, to be taking on this honor. And if any of you guys know of it, uh, 
or congratulated me. I thank you. I was humbled. I was shocked when I learned on a conference call for the OCB promoters. And it's just sometimes nice being recognized, but I'm not done yet. And I'm going to continue to do this as long as I can as far as promoting and being involved in bodybuilding. So I'm going to sign off and hopefully you guys can share and like this link and tell me what you think. And if you have any other ideas for future podcasts, don't hesitate to hit me up because I am available on team uh, on Facebook and Instagram and all that good stuff. So thanks for listening, guys. Keep on grinding.